Welcome everyone, Bez Hashem. We continue in Simon Kofayin Dalit Sefeish number 422. Once again, Simon Kofayin Dalit Sif Hey. And we are discussing the halachas of Yayin, the brachas of wine. Besoich Asuda, during the meal, before the meal. Let's understand. First of all, wine was the main drink back then. That's number one. So that's why when we talk about wine during the meal, everybody drank wine. Okay, I'm not saying they give to the two-year-old, but... Everybody drank wine. Now, when you drink wine in the beginning of the meal, why are you drinking that wine in the beginning of the meal? In the meal, it's opening your your juices of the stomach, the digestive system, and it's giving you this opportunity to enjoy the meal. So that's called the wine b'soichasuda. That's called wine, just like you're drinking in the middle of the meal. The wine in the beginning of the meal is for the meal. Now, the wine at the end of the meal, when you're already finished drinking, that really has nothing to do with the wine for the meal. You finished eating, you finished drink, you finished the, the, the drinking to get the food down your, your, in, your, into your stomach. There are those places that say that that wine at the end of the meal doesn't really have anything to do with the wine in the beginning of the meal. Okay? And we're going to see this, how this plays itself out. And then there's also another discussion about benching with a cup of wine. So not just the bench, but also the bench with a cup of wine. And is it necessary to make a bracha achreina, an after bracha, for the wine you had in the beginning of the meal? That now has nothing to do with the benching meal. Okay, let's take a look over here. Mechavi says in Sif, hey, kol ma chasuda. Whatever you drink during the meal, dai loy, that is sufficient, dai loy, bracha achas. All you need is one bracha. Okay, whatever you drink during the meal is sufficient with one bracha. Unless a person had specific intention, I'm drinking this one cup of wine, and that's it. Nothing else. If a person did do that, and they had intention for that one with one cup of wine, then if they change their mind, nimlach, it means to change your mind, and you want something else, you have to make a new bracha. So don't sell yourself short. Don't think you're going to only have that one cup of wine. You don't want to bring yourself into uh, this situation. Oh, do I make a new bracha now? Okay. Says the Mishnah and Sivkot and Tez Zayin. Okay. He says here, Whatever you drink during the meal, it's sufficient to make only one bracha. Even if you're not drinking one, one shot. In other words, your intention to drink from this cup of wine they drink a little, you put it down, you drink a little more. It doesn't have to be all in one shot. Good. Because most probably when you made the bracha on the one cup of wine, your intention was to drink on anything that was during the meal. Okay? So when you made the bracha in the beginning of the meal, your intention was to drink also during the meal. So that's all you need is one bracha. Now, a lot of these halachas seem to be very, very obvious. Well, you know why it's obvious? Because we learn it over here. And once we learn it over here, we just pass it down. And you only have to make one bracha on wine or on the drinks throughout the whole entire meal. Siv kotin yudches, elayim kain, unless you change your mind, you only had intention for the one bracha, and that was it. Your intention to drink only that one cup and no more. 
But afterwards, you change your mind and you want to drink more. Okay, because of a taz, the taz says, It's all in regards to eating. The same halacha applies. So your intention is to eat a piece of bread. That's why you made the bracha on the bread. But that was it. Right? You want to have this and nothing else. Then, afterwards, you change your mind and say, no, that was very good. Let me go get another one. So let's say, for example, you're in a store. And let's make this a little tasty in the, in the example here. You have a hot corned beef sandwich or hot pastrami. Of course, you got the pickle on the side. Don't forget about that, right? Okay? I was going to say pizza, but let's get, let's, let's get something good over here. Okay? So you had one sandwich and you figure, oh, that's enough. After you finish, you see your intention is only for the one sandwich. Then you change your mind. Right? You want another one. I see you have a smile on your face. <laughs> Just a muscle. It's not real. Okay? Anyway. So he says like this. So you go back to the counter. You say, you know, I'll take another hot pastrami sandwich. So he said, You have to make a new bracha. Wow. You see that? Mishru says you have to make why because you, you had intention to buy that one that one only and then it's sufficient. The bracha exactly the bracha finished it's over. So now after you finished eating it and you want that second one, well, did you have that in mind? Absolutely not. So the same way you have to make a, a bracha rishayna first one bracha when you come to eat the first sandwich, it's no different. You have to make a new bracha hamaitz. You don't have to wash your hands again because your hands are still clean. So he says, He says, your actions, they say actions speak louder than words. Well, here, your actions are speaking louder than your words. How so? If your intentions were to buy that you wanted two sandwiches in the beginning, you know what you would have done? You would have bought two right away. So the mere fact that you only bought one shows your actions speak very loud and clear that you only had intention for one. Now, you could ask me a question. One second. If you buy two right away, by the time you finish eating the first one, the second one cooled off. And you want it hot, crispy. Okay? And you don't want the coleslaw that you put inside, getting the, the bread all soggy and everything. So That's fine. You could have intentions for that. But you have to have intention for that. So that could be an example where your intention are to buy two sandwiches, but you want to order one at a time. So, you don't have any intention at all. It's a good question, and we have to discuss it. The question was, no intention at all. So now what? So it sounds like what we're learning right now, no intention is saying that your intention was only one sandwich. Okay? No intention is saying it's only one sandwich. Because the proof is, you're only ordering that one sandwich. Okay? So, yes. After the brackets, he says, Let's say you're in your house. You have a piece of uh, bread, and you cut yourself a piece of bread. This is the days before sliced bread, okay? <laughs> so you cut yourself a piece of bread. And afterwards, you want to cut yourself some more bread. That's exactly what you just said. That's not changing your mind. That's how we eat. You start with one slice. You don't have to 
cut the whole entire loaf of bread and sit down with it and say, I'm going to eat everything. No. You start with one piece, and then you change your mind. Not, excuse me, not, you don't change your mind. Then you say, you know what? I'd like to have a second one now. But not that you're changing your mind. So originally, when you sit down to eat, you figure, let me start with one slice. And then you realize, you know what? You want a little more. You do not make a new bracha in that case. Okay? You don't make a new bracha. The Ramaz says on top of the page, The person who comes to a meal, and you give him a lot of different cups to drink from. And then in that case, he would make a new bracha rishayna, a new bayer piyagov from every single cup, because in each time, it's like he, he changed his mind. Now, when can we apply such a case like this? He says, take a look later on, the Simcofayin test. Let's say going to uh, an event. Okay, a shmorg maybe. You have to be careful. You have to know what, what you're going to do when you go eat at a shmorg like this. And some people are like, they think like, what's the shayla? You, you, you never have intention to stop eating until they kick you out of there, right? right. <laughs> okay. So, but if, if you want to say control yourself a little, and your intention is, I'm going to drink this and zehu and that's it. Or I'm going to eat from this food and zehu and that's it. So when you, when you, if you tell that to yourself, and then you say, you know, you change your mind. That's the, that's the case we're talking here. That's the case we're saying. They have to make a new bracha now. Right? That's not the norm. The norm is you go in to a smorg or something like this, you make a shahako, you make a mezaynis, or whatever you, you, whatever you make, your intentions is until they turn the lights off on you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Says the Mishnah Rusev Kotin Gites, you're not one of the actual people who were originally there as uh, being invited. You came there, you're passing through, and then someone says, Oh, you're passing through, stop by, come and come come join us. Then that's what we say, it's called Nimloch. Because when you made your bracha, you made your bracha, you had no idea if they're gonna give you more. You weren't you weren't a regular who was invited. You were passing by. You said, oh, come join us. Mm-hmm. Now, when they say come join you, uh, come join us, so they gave you one cup. But you don't know if you're getting another one. So therefore, when you get a second one, it's making the bracha. They give you more. So they're not giving you four cups in one shot. They give you one and then another one. That's when you have to make a new bracha. Now, he says like this. The Ramaz says, Person makes the bracha on the, on the bracha of the cup of marriage, nisuin, getting married. But any each person has to make his own bracha. He doesn't know is he getting from it, or not getting from it. So he has to make his. Everyone has to make their own bracha. What does this mean? It says the Mishnah Berurah. A lot of people have to. At the, uh, at the uh, simcha, the chokah yitzvah or any such case like this, the mestama ain't the mechav in matzahs bebirchos hamavarech miachar shen yadeya imagiyoloi. Now, you don't know if you're going to get to drink from this from this uh, cup, so you don't really have intention to be part of the bracha, 
Okay, you don't have intention to part of the bracha. Which I'll give you an example. Maisa, like we're saying here, by the shell brachas, let's say. You don't know what you can get from to drink from it. So I specifically have intention not to be yaitza with his bracha. And then if I happen to get something from, from the Kaisal Bracha, I'll make sure I make my own bracha. Because I had specific intention, he made a barpiyah goffin, I'm not part of his bracha. If I happen to get it afterwards, I'll make my own bracha. The Archa Shulchan says that the meaning is nowadays, the meaning is nowadays, so the Aruch Hashem says that the minig is that the people who are nearby, the one who makes the bracha, he's going to give them to drink as well. So those people who are nearby, the, the, the stam das, the default is that he had in mind those who are right nearby. So they wouldn't have to make a new bracha. Now obviously they have to also have a mind to be part of his bracha. The understanding is what? If you're not like right nearby, so then, you weren't necessarily included in the bracha. You know, it's similar to like, uh, to some degree, the gabai in shul, when it's time for hagbor glila, so what does he do? If you're, st- if you're sitting right around the, not saying you, but if you're sitting right around the bima, who's the first person you see? The person sitting right next to you. Oh, come to hagbor. Come to glila. Right? That's how it works. So it's the same concept. The people sitting right next to you when you're making hagafen, so I'm stomach, you know, you're gonna ask, you know, you want some from the, from the wine, from the hagbor. Correct. We did learn you shouldn't be drinking from another person, and he shouldn't give to you from his. Maybe he poured it. He poured it. He made a bracha before he drank. He poured it into a different cup. That is the correct approach. Make a bracha, and you pour it into a different cup. Okay. Let's take a look at the next halacha here in Sif Vav. The Mechaber says, Don't make a bracha after. The wine at the meal. In other words, don't make your after bracha. Your bracha Because the bracha on the benching will exempt the bracha and we bench will exempt the bracha you had on the wine. So too, it will also exempt the bracha on the wine which you made before you started eating. Why? Because like we said in the beginning by Sif Hey, that that bracha is also going to do what? That bracha is going to open your ju- the juices of your stomach so it's part of the meal. Even if you didn't have any other wine during the meal, it's still, the benching uh, will include the the wine you had in the beginning of the meal. In regards to the discussion of wine by Havadola before benching, take a look in Simon Reish Tzadi Tes, Sif Ches. Take a look in Reish Tzadi Tes, Sif Ches. Says the Mishtura Sif Kadnechav Gimel, Ein Levarech, the Birchas Amazan Petrosoi, because benching exempts it. Okay, so benching exempts Kedim Dvarim Habay Machmas, Asudush, Neftarim, Bechas Amazan, just like we had mentioned. That it has a status of dvarim haboy machmas asuda things that come because of the meal sheniftarin that are exempt in the benching kumoshikasusim and kofayin zayin the hayayin machmas asuda who chashiv the bolishoyes amaychol the wine is coming for the meal it's coming to help the food get down into your stomach therefore the benching will take care of the wine and you don't have to make a special bracha on the wine the bracha achrona. 
Even though you made a special bracha rishoyin on the wine, nonetheless, bracha You do not make a bracha achreina. Siv katan chov dalid. The chayin paiteres yain shlefnei amazayin. The kevin shabayim leftoyecham yain lahamshecha adam letayves amaychol. Since the wine that you drink in the beginning of the meal is to get the appetite going, havi gamkein kidvar maboy machmas asudo. It also retains the status. It has the status of of those items that come because of the meal, which benching will exempt. It's only if you drink uh, close to the time you're going to be eating. Because then it's like the beginning of the meal. So you're you're drinking, you're getting your appetite going, and then you start eating. Mm-hmm. But if that's not the case, then that would not be the situation. In other words, it's best to make sure that you it's best to make sure that you would drink and then you um, mm-hmm. eat that you eat right after that drinking so it's connected, the two are connected. Siv cotton chafei. Yes. Siv cotton chafei vafilu loy kachzar chlaimar tsulaimar. What does this mean? The after Oslo Shaykh Laimar Duhushtio Achas. When the case is that that the wine that you had before you started eating is going to be exempt by the benching. He says here, even if you it's not one drinking with the drinking during the meal. In other words, the drinking before the meal is a separate drinking. And the drinking during the meal is a different drinking. Nonetheless, the benching will cover the drinking that you did at the beginning of the meal. They are also part of the meal, as we had mentioned. In regards to other beverages that you are drinking before you before the food, and you're not going to be drinking during the, the food, during when you eat, many opinions will say, you would have to make its own and benching will not exempt it, will not cover it. Since you drank before Hamoitzi, in the case if you drank before Hamoitzi, it's not nothing to do with the Suda. Levad yain shtaraf shavel yain as opposed to schnapps, <coughs> which have the same status as wine, because the schnapps also is mo'erer tayrus amaychol. The schnapps also gets the juices going and enhances the enhances the the appetite for the meal. Okay, we're going to stop here in. Uh, the Mishnah and continue with the Amid Yoyim Yishir right now.